This week we have session three of the history of Shaggy versus the Tank Tops. And today we get into the album Over the Top Nasty, which uh, you can listen to on any major music platform. A lot of fun talking about some old shows and the recording process of this record. Hope you enjoy. I have, yeah, yeah. Dude, I have so. Oh my god! For hours. Oh my god, dude, dude! I've got so many videos, of, of, like of the gang box sessions and stuff. Ah, oh, that's great, man. All right, so getting into. Am I going? I'm going. All right, let's get into Over the Top Nasty. Uh, One of my favorite records of all time. Same. Yeah. Embarrassed to like, say it, but am I? I I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, really. Well, I, one of my favorite things that we did was we sent the first track, Once You Get Used to Used to Back. Because <laughs> it was a Whoa. live action typo that came out of your it, mouth. Yeah, it was. We, we, like, <laughs> I say, yeah, it just came out of the mouth. Once You Get Used to Used to Back. And you were, we were talking about Getting back to another part, yeah. In the song, we we're like, "That's the name <laughs> That's right there." Dog. Are you serious? I've always, oh yeah, yeah. It, it's. I, not, I've always used to used to back, and I'm like, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> See, I was it. They nonstop would shit on me, but yeah. gold came from some of them. Yeah, it's good. all good. Let's buy some shoes. It's about perspective. You didn't right? even say that though. That's just what I heard, uh, and then it became a lyric. Yeah. Dude, it's so great. It's on the album. Um, shoes, yeah. Uh, so, dude, one of my favorite things we did is we sent this first track out to get reviews. And there was this. Oh, I, I, I remember when this happened, yeah. actually. Did you pull some up? I don't know where they are. Uh, dude, I, you I read those to, to me when you, you saw them. Wasn't it on Spotify or something? Gold. I don't, dude, Brian, Brian Bartz at the time was in a band. And they sent a track out <laughs> to, to get to get reviews. I remember because one of them. They they like to yeah they they sent it out to get <laughs> reviews and then they like score it um, for radio friendly and uh, uh, they score it. It seemed for like radio just friendly. opinions and like not radio. Some friendly, of the literally. things people said. I don't about remember this, a single one, but I remember laughing. It, I dude, they were they were amazing, and I can't find them. I'm gonna do some. I more remember digging. a few of them. Yeah, really, I'd some love to hear. Really there, there, there was. Um, I, I one stuck out to me because there are a few that, um, they were just like didn't really care a whole lot. They're like, yeah, whatever. Like, but they didn't think it was good. You know, they said it wasn't good in a very like careless way. But like, one person was like really kind of like pissed that they even spent their time, and so they <laughs> took the time saying like, it was something along the lines of like, I don't understand why this music was made, and there's no reason like why anyone should listen to this kind of fucking music. And it was great. There was one, and I'll pass it over to you, but there was one semi-positive one. Actually, yeah. and the way the person used language, it didn't sound like they listened to metal. 
So that right. was kind of even cooler because I think they thought it was kind of. Um, uh, it was at they least thought it was creative, yeah, yeah. And interesting. But like, yeah, I could see them. how people would get into this and they would execute it very well. I yeah. remember that. Oh, yeah. I remember. About. I remember that. Yeah. But it's just, just like you know, it. it's going to be hard a hard sell for yeah. most people. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? But like, I can see how this could be successful in that lane. The best ones were the ones that like people. Yeah. You could tell. I, for at least for me, I remember. I could tell that they took those kinds of jobs. Like they probably cranked through like fifty a day or something. Yeah, because you they make just money gave on very it, right? minimal. Yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. I one of my favorite ones was is that a Game Boy. I like rap music. Or wait, like, like rap music is good. This is not rap. <laughs> rap music. I love rap Dude, music. <laughs> this oh is God. not. This rap. is not rap. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I, oh, I died. Like, oh this, my God. Well, yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I love rap music. Rap is good. This is not <laughs> rap music. And Two that was stars. it. I think that was it. Dude, yeah. One star. Shaggy would be great to like um, if you had like a local focus group like Janesville of like some boomers, you know, just to just to hear like well, what it's like I, for a previous generation to experience that. Can't really understand what the guy's saying, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. Honestly, though, quick 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 rehash to a show I remember at in Monroe at that Turner Hall. We were on this big stage, and I think we drove back to Janesville that night to play at the look at. The Main, Street. Main Street Saloon. I was going to bring that up as well. It was like an off-the-cuff show. Off-the-cuff, my dude. We played, we <laughs> played in the Saloon. We played at like 5 Loved in the it. evening in Monroe. And then I that morning That's gnarly. set up a show at Main Street Saloon that night with Shaggy vs. the Tank Tops. And I think Cutting Room Floor played too. Yeah. So we I played three sets that night in two different cities. We were like, well, how's, how's it going out there, Monroevers? Yeah. <laughs> and there's like, it's a gigantic old, like, uh, what, what is it? Sounds uh, like a VFW. It's like a gym yeah, room. Dude, but it was a big <laughs> uh, chalet type. What's the Austrian... Or is that no Chalet Swiss? might be the like a Swiss, Swiss yeah. Total building Swiss, Turner yeah. Hall thing in Monroe, and it had a stage like yeah VFW Hall. You would expect a big stand up bass, and there's like jazz going on and people dancing. Anyway, in suits, tuxedos, whatnot, um, Sadie Hawkins dance style. But it was there was like twenty people there, and yeah, like empty. five Huge of them were room. like you know people that like older than our parents age maybe even like our parents age or older like they brought their young teenage kids there and we were all adults at the time so we were just like all right so it's a show right and we're playing and the if there's blood on your hands you best find the exit not one of us was on mic and we all had our hands in the air while we were doing that and i just remember locking eyes with i don't know maybe late 50s woman Long, long, dark hair, like with streaks of silver in it, glasses, and she just gave me this look of affirmation, like, "This guy's, this is tight. Like, you guys are doing something really cool right now." And like, just it was just a little, yeah, man, she knows what's up. Yeah. (laughs) So like, it was a huge room and not a lot of people there, and not the greatest show. Yeah, it was echoey. Not the greatest show, but I remember that because. We packed up and drove back to Janesville and set up in the Main Street Saloon, and it was fucking packed yeah. because yeah, the dude. Packers Packer just won a playoff game. That. Oh god, people that was were so wasted. Fun, dude. We packed into that corner and started playing, and like we debuted "Back Wrong Horse" the first time we played it live. Oh, did we really? Perhaps the second. We might have earlier that day. 
uh, earlier that evening. But we started playing the intro to that song, and like everybody just started screaming, and they had never heard it before. And yeah. I remember that forever because I had That's this stupid so grin cool. on my face because I was like. They already yeah. like this brand new song, and they're going crazy. Yeah, nobody had ever heard it outside of us before. And we just, these are, most of these people are like, they're not people we know or yeah. anything, but they're just we go to main, we would go to Main Street Saloon quite a quite a bit, and it was kind of our spot, and we liked playing there. But I don't even know how many times we performed there before. Maybe once or twice. I mean, like, half the crowd were just boozed up Jamesville yeah, they were folks. Just like, they were lit off the champion, whoa! lit off the playoff game, <laughs> yeah. and just like ready to party. The whole the vibe of it. And I, I think I'm like, you know what would be really awesome? Like before, I, uh, yeah. there's a Packers game tonight. Like either way, yeah. there's people everywhere. Like there's going to be people. So we'll, we'll get seen. And yeah, I remember that same feeling of like, that's how you know it's good. Yeah. Like, and it's insane music, but yeah, it was. It, I mean, alcohol was a big factor. I mean, but. several people just started yelling, and I was like, they haven't heard this yet. Like, this is exciting. This is like, yeah. I'm in love with this. This is a new song, and like, they're hearing it for the first time, and there's several people like going wild for this song. And like, that's a burned into my memory. That whole situation moment. was something that like I will be proud of for my entire life. Like, who to, I remember talking about it in the van. I'm like, you ever heard anybody pulling something like this off? Yeah. Two, two, three, you know, like two shows in one yeah. afternoon. And then like, I, I mean, tons of people have probably done that. But I was, I was, saying, pre- yeah. I was pretty pleased with myself. There are a <laughs> lot of people that have probably done Yeah. And, but to get such a good response. Yeah. You know, no, it was it, just it like, was boom. For, for boom, a band boom, that we hadn't really done it. anything. We'd played maybe like a couple of shows before. Yeah. But we, we were all like, at least Kyle and I were very used to, the whole dynamic of setting up shows and playing yeah. shows and performing. But this act was new. Like nobody had ever heard it before, really. Um, uh, so segue back to um, over the top nasty, but you fuckers should at least make, I'm just going to th- throw down a challenge. Dude, you guys should make at least like one song together. I mean, I'm not going to say like, you guys should make a whole album. Cause I know that's a lot of work. But this is why I wanted to present this, because I've always thought this with Over the Top Nasty. And I said this to Brandon when I first heard the album, and I say to everyone when I play it, dude, it can hang with the best. Like, I legit listen to that album. I put it in my playlist, like, all the time. And now that you all are in this area, I just think it would be really cool if you saw what you could do and just make at least one song together. And start with that. Hard pass. Well, then Kyle and I will make one, because I'm sure he'll play drums on it. Well, here's a fun fact. I have no idea where my drums are. <laughs> I'm sure they're in pieces there throughout Jamesville. There are pieces of them in my parents' basement. Oh, that's good. I've got a kid on the other side you could play. We'll record, man. Tyler will come over and throw some guitars yeah, down. I might, yeah, I might. It's not, it's not such a hard pass. No, I, we we should, if you want to, now that you're living close to the area, we should write a couple of tunes. Dude, just to see, just to just to allow yourself I'm not to see where we go. Because here, I'll tell you, I have fantasized about playing that opening Christmas song on that EP. Which one is? Oh that? yeah, oh, we, I love uh, that we, Christmas. Song. We, What's the one uh, that opens it up? Hold up, um, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yep. That is, <laughs> yep. Yep. It is. <laughs> yeah. From yeah. the first time I uh, heard that, I pictured myself playing it. The the problem the problem with that album is there's such a difference in quality of the chemistry 
in on over the top nasty that I can't do on my own for obvious reasons um, that we've now exhausted over three episodes. But I would, I would love. I, I've, there are a couple of tunes that I've kind of got some uh, some of the basis of that would be kind of fun to actually have. Uh, All right, I'll backtrack. Some, some I'm, just, I'm just saying. I've I've listened. I've seen. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen the light in your eyes. I've heard the fondness of which you speak about this experience. I didn't know that you all were had such a blast doing this. And it just seems a little preposterous that you're all here. And it's not like you're fucking 70 well, for, years old. Uh, yeah, so. for a long time. I didn't even know Kyle was back in town. Really, honestly, I, I also have, uh, you know, Brian Bartz that plays drums on some of the other stuff. But now that you're close to home, if you would play drums on a metal album, I would take it, even if it weren't like us putting all the time into what we did for Shaggy, I would absolutely take your live drum. Couldn't you still play drums? Has, how many years know. has it been? Oh, it's probably been a long time. Oh, man. Right? He yeah. for sure could. Because if you guys played one show, I could get a ton of people there. <laughs> I'm not like even kidding. We don't need great. to write new songs to get, play a show. Yeah. Well, we okay, so you should play a show because we need music like that around here. Anyways. It's not going to be around here. We can't keep doing it. I'm tired thinking about it. Yeah, it's and if I have to lift up a drum set and put it somewhere, oh, like, well, that's another I've been part complaining of about that for yeah. 15 years. No, Kyle always Imagine found a way today. for somebody else to lug his drums. For I got him, turf right? toe. Yeah, <laughs> someone There's needs always to take a the kick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, w- once you get used to used to back, um, the uh, I I should say I was looking for to see if there's any way I could drum up. I did find the lyrics to both of these albums, which I couldn't find before, which is a start. Um, however, I cannot find those reviews. I've got to find them. But one um, was just like, "Good luck." One, one thing. So I, <laughs> and they I, were right. I love the opening of the album with the the you know pulling the pulling the cable um, yeah. out of the the jack. There was a like, review about that. That whole yeah, I love so how unprofessional. The thing just <laughs> you know I mean? it opens. It's like from moment one. It's like it's just gonna cook. And then uh, the the bridge of the song, there is some swirling pitch feedback um, behind uh, fee fi fo fum. That's tight, right? That swirling pitchy feedback is uh, from a cat Catalan bred teaser stallion, which is the guitar pedal I built into that guitar that's hanging there. It's that pedal. When I first discovered that thing. I could not believe it was like magic that if you plugged your guitar straight into it with your guitar volume knob, you could adjust the pitch of the feedback. It hmm. blew my mind. And what's funny now that I've been building guitar pedals, the concept, I didn't know how to accomplish that, but I just want to have one little nerd thing because that pedal was so it it blew my mind and from a shaggy standpoint I used it all the time for pitch controlled feedback and all you do is it it is literally two wires you take the circuit of the pedal the distortion and you feed the output so out of the circuit comes the noise right you put your signal in it goes through the components and then it comes out and then you take the output and you feed it back to the input and then when it comes out again, it is as if there's infinite distortion pedals. And so it oh, right. can't go anywhere but freak the fuck out. And what it does is with 
uh, your volume, because everything's, you know, microphonic strings yeah. through it, you can control the pitch of that feedback. And it is just, it is the simplest concept that does the coolest fucking thing, dude. And so that song is really where yeah. you can only hear it, where it's swelling up and down. And if you listen to the bridge, it has pitched feedback. And that, and I did like four, there's, I have, I have them all over the place in the audio spectrum, but they're all like calculated in my mind, like making sure it sounded the way it did, where it did all just dial in that volume knob. I, I loved that. That was a great Love effect. That and I remember you being so excited about that. Dude. And then I had, I was just waiting for any opportunity to use that thing I had found where I had like some crappy tubes in my PV5150 and like just putting the pickups straight up to the tubes would make that. Yeah. that and I was, I was getting a lot of juice off that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it sounded like a bunch of dinosaurs talking oh, to each other. So I don't know. That's super fun. If anybody knows what dinosaurs really sound like, <laughs> but it was I loved. They all might have had hair. The mesh, yeah, feathers. <laughs> feathers I don't know feathers. Yeah, they might. Uh, but the mesh of all those sounds that was just full on cacophony of. Well, what's great insane is, is controlled chaos. Yeah, it's shout, calculated shout out chaos. Cacophony. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Ca- nice. Calculated chaos. My man. wife taught me that word or what it meant. I was like, "Oh wow, good job, Sarah. Thank if, you." If yeah, if if planted in the right way in the right sentence, uh, once again, I'm adding something that doesn't fucking matter. Um, <laughs> continue. So, and then then we go into back wrong horse. But wait, I wanted to say something oh, about the fee fi fo fum. I remember yeah. washing dishes at Pizza Hut, just thinking of like, what's so Oh, that's like Americans. It made me think of that very, scary stories book. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. that's cool because that book is cool when I was a kid. Scary stories. <laughs> so there's cool. a fee fi fo fum thing. Well, there's the yeah. nursery. I just thought it was very interesting. The nursery rhyme in and of itself is kind of brutal. Like it's, it's about a giant eating yeah. a tiny Englishman or whatever. But like switching it to Americans. And this brings this, I feel like there was more of a concept, at least for a few of the songs are tied together in this concept of like an all out war on your own soil. And, and that concept. Oh, I, the I, last track was definitely blatantly that. Which like, is why I was blatantly. saying we can't write anything else because we all died at the end of yeah. the record. <laughs> Oh my God, we're all gonna die! Boom, yeah, that's it. it was great. And then Shaggy's dead. But we didn't actually. Die. I was laying b- bloody Carl, in the street, Carl man. Was laying bloody yeah. in the street, man. Yeah, that was definitely a. Uh, uh, yeah. So I thought it was very lyrically. It was a very. It was an interesting concept that I. It didn't carry through the whole record, but I found myself actually in this record picking out more lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, even though I feel that the instrumentation was top notch and even elevated from Art of Pop and Lock, very I elevated. did find myself. In this one, just so all around, I guess I just wanted to say I was picking out lyrics pretty easily that were that were um, <clears throat> very interesting. So you may you may hear me just like spout out a couple of things from here because they're very thought provoking. Yeah, and maybe Brandon wouldn't think so, but no, they're very a, a lot of the things. A lot of the lyrics yeah. I wrote were were much more intentional, but I also didn't like slave going off the deep end. But there there were things like even on Street Glide Kenny, there were some there were some lyrics in there that had. Uh, layered shout outs that wouldn't necessarily be caught by I, I don't know there, there was definitely still there was always intention but I didn't worry about slaving over the concepts super right. hard but uh back wrong horse I kind of said it before 
I, I, I love the slowdown in that. I think I loved it live. The shaggy slowdown. Yeah, I think I loved it live even more than how it hit on the album. And then I think I think the speech was Winston Churchill, if I'm not mistaken. Right, and that's even a Sounded. callback from the out the fake outtakes. But they were half real sometimes. Yeah, see, that, and that Winston Churchill thing, I, it's funny to me because it is such a rally the troops speech. And it is known as one of, like, the, the, one of the better kind of rallying the troops style speech. And I just like it. It is one of the creepiest things I've heard. And this, this just like obsession with being number one and being the best, it it comes through in that speech in a very haunting way to me. And this is like a American, like you said, home soil thing. Yeah. And it's also setting the stage for said the said the actress to the butler. Yeah. Right. Which for is the war. That's what. Yeah. Did you and and said the actress to the butler. That, is that it? That's the last track. It, that's the last right, track, yeah. and and it it's actually that's what she said, which has nothing to that do with what, what the song is about. No, we but because yeah. we're it, still goofy, that's you guys. Goofy? No, big that's joke. What she said. I have it right here. Yeah. We are a big joke. That's all we are. <laughs> it's not all we are, but it's mostly what we are. It's a big joke yeah. if you really if you really look at it. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, um. So that that's is that the song you used to play a, a piano on an iPad live for the no that was no, business no, buzzwords that was business buzzwords yeah great, great song I loved I loved business buzzwords okay uh, anything else on background horse we know yeah dude oh, I mean ahead. burn this mother down dope <laughs> as fuck <laughs> set it all ablaze <laughs> set it all yeah. ablaze like just uh, along those are the with cliches that, just, yeah those yeah, are like the cliche like, metal re- yeah 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 when you're at the moment I know. It's what you want to scream when you're rallying cries and all that stuff. It's just like, yeah, dude, burn this mother down. That, yeah, it <laughs> really was. This album really was kind of like a. Well, we we there was the recession right in 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 2008. Shit hit, and then by the time we started writing this, there was this at my age and going through that, which fiat currency and the infinite growth was completely a call out to that as yeah. as was fastest turtles and control fraud awe is exactly what that is control fraud awe the whole end of it it's all just this where we, um you are too big to be defeated yeah. um you're a fraud I you're suppose a fraud. there are a lot more links there, than there's a, yeah I, yes. I have a there's a commonality through actually all have of all, it yeah I actually have a lot now that and I it, think about it yeah. on it was on it was that, a response to all that it. but but the burn this mother down set it all ablaze it was all this whole frustration with with the big guys not being able to fail and that whole mentality behind that was absolutely a, a theme. And then also my exit from organized religion. Um, so here, here uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. Give me a second. Well, I wanted to talk about reset what you have learned yeah. as well. Because that was from a church past reset what yeah, you've learned. Yeah, yeah but remnants of the system that's kind of while the song literally decays. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Right. It's rem- the ama- effect on the awesome. vocals just chopping up. But remnants of the system, it could be whatever system we've been conditioned into. Like mm-hmm. it, if you leave it broad, I mean even two different people listening to the same song, mm-hmm. it's such it's such it hits home like reset what you have learned whatever whatever that is it's apparently not working out for this person mm-hmm. so or or they're blind to something that they need to reset if they really want the truth mm-hmm. and and i just especially what's been going on in the last couple of years in the world with me personally mm-hmm. just like trying to i don't know grow a bigger and more aware sense of empathy mm-hmm. in general but like unlearning the conditioning everything 
I, I don't need to speak about any specific topic, but just the ubiquitous things that are going on that we don't realize because we were born into it. It's been around for generations and generations, but like having the ability to wake up from that. And I know woke and wake up sheeple, all that stuff. It, it, it it's whatever w- thing. Yeah. You woke's talk been about. unfortunately bastardized into, yeah. What, what was that? That, that it's, it's kind of sad what's happened to the term woke because like it really is, it's naturally supposed to be, a positive concept of someone right. who's uh, attentive to what's going on, but and now it's just like, oh, you're one of those woke people. It's huh? been labeled it's like, okay. as like you know, uh, uh, identity politic, like opportunists or something, and that's yeah. not like what being woke is. But anyways, yeah, yeah I'm no. trying to I'm trying to stay neutral with, with what I'm sure. saying here, so I'm not getting specific on anything. But if you knew me personally, you'd know where I stand on a lot of things, yeah. and most of it is just like being able to look your value systems in the face and question them and not just because you sh- just because you're being difficult but for like actual abstract thought mm-hmm. like actual taking new information and not just like flip-flopping on how you say something about it to look better but changing your mind with new information resetting what you have learned or or even adding to it so you can change your perspective adding more perspectives and i think i've talked about that before on this but mm-hmm. No matter what the topic is, if you're open to other ideas, I, th- I think you're just going to be better off. Yeah, Kyle. You see. Yeah. Uh, what song is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's my first it's, question. Uh, it's is it back, back wrong, wrong horse? It's the end. Reset what you have learned. That's the end of back wrong horse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like one of my. I probably have like five songs that I'm obsessed with the ending of, like just on this record. But um, but this is one of them, and it. And I agree with everything that you're saying and that like that it can apply to so many different things. And like this song hit me really hard in like 2016, looking back on it, because I was I was in like just killing myself in grad school. Mm. And uh I was reading like at that time I was reading all this like old sociological theory and I was reading like Adorno, who was a Dude. a critic of jazz and stuff. And so and he's saying like he would complain about jazz and say like jazz is it like disguises itself as something that is like different and like uh breaks the structure of music but it's not it's just it's a disguise and it adheres to the superstructure of music and like so when i'm listening to shaggy i and this was back then when i was like really reading that stuff like for hours every day I was like, Shaggy did not adhere to the superstructure of music. And I thought that that is just the coolest thing ever. And that's, I really started listening to Shaggy a lot at that time. And then when I got to the end of this song and it's about like resetting, um, reset what you have learned and the music, the vocals like decay with it at the same time. It was just like, that, that blew me away. And that was like my own band song. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're talking about this as if you didn't help make it. Right. I guess that part of it you didn't, but, like, you're sincerely, like, fanboying out over your own music. But you, I feel that's totally fine. But it's, like, that's how I feel like, I don't know. Is it just because we made it? Or is it just that fucking good? Uh, (laughs) Was uh, it intentional? I don't know. But it was dope. No, the the remnants of the system and, and it. Uh, fading out like that was 100% intentional. Actually, what happened was I, I was slightly disappointed 
Hold on, before, before you so. go, before and then you go, jazz yeah, at the end. I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't know where you guys were. Oh, I just yeah. got oh, back Kyle, in the room. I, I, just say, I, I wanted to add more about like the superstructure of music and stuff yeah. because back during that time, I sent you guys a video that I uploaded to YouTube that you probably didn't uh, watch. And I, I didn't wouldn't know have where you broke the whole sh- thing down. Shaggy praise be unto him. Yes. <laughs> no, I watched <laughs> the whole. Yeah, of course I watched. And that. I did it with pen and paper and showed yeah. how the limitations of Cubase forced me to change. Some time signatures and tempos during our recording because, and I was like, this is an, an example of us defying like the expectations of music. It's built into this very, uh, you know, program that we're using to record that I cannot create a metronome for what we actually play in real life. We have to adjust it slightly. And we did for many songs are slightly adjusted to how we actually played them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm sorry, I had stepped away. It sounds like we were, you guys were still I'm going to say something real quick before we get back to no, you. Yeah, and you yeah. actually talk about something that's important. Um, uh, yeah, I like what you said, Tyler. And uh, I just ran into Adorno a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, him and the Fra- Frankfurt School thinkers. Interesting yeah. stuff. But yeah, th- we don't have time for that. Don't have time for anything, really. But the, um, thinking about like confirmation bias and things like that um, with what you were saying, you know, being more open-minded, I think... Uh, for me, that's one thing that I've become much more passionate about lately in the last couple of years is um, art's ability to spark. Um, uh, of course, it requires a willingness. Like that's the thing that I'm kind of stuck on being bummed out about is I'm like, does it require like a willing listener or can art like captivate someone who's not willing? Hell no. But anyways, uh, I, I think <clears throat> I, I just, I love the premise, especially in writing and, and, and with literature because that's my thing. But um I just really love the concept of the kind of, I mean, if you look at, um, you know, any sort of seismic cultural shifts, you look at what was happening in the arts in that time, and it seems to always precede it, you know, Um, i.e., you know, the Renaissance, you know, um, and the Enlightenment period, but um, is just like one of a thousand. But I just think that in small ways, in in what you're talking about, uh, Brandon, even these lyrics on Over the Top Nasty, um, it was funny because I just ran into it and it was nice for me to hear. I had just gotten out of the national army national guard like a year before and speaking critically of the military and, um, you know, our government policy, like it's super weird around a lot of people and even like relatively like liberal minded, like thinkers. So it was nice to be able to jam to some fucking metal that was like, Yo, what the fuck is this? You know, so and I'm not saying that's like a rarity. There's plenty of that out there, but it's just nice to have on my own home soil in Janesville. <laughs> Back to you, Brandon. No, I, I I think well, there's a couple of things because the the lyrics for Over the Top Nasty are very thematic, and I think the even the album name, you know, the 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 music is kind of over the top, and uh, and I really felt like. At the time, the whole ability for being too big to fail was just over the top nasty. It's just, it's just like the whole theme. It was very thematic, and so on. Like the opening track, um, it, I always have these back and forths between the man or the system says their thing, and then the people with torches have their retort. Right? Like it's, it's always the people with torches against the fucking man. So. The man says, we want to take of your sound, mix up the pieces, break it off with the past, melt down the faces, turn the fight of the crowd, cut past the changes. 
And then uh, they say, we set the price of this game, burn all the bridges for the cost of your name, send you the message. Now we manifest all the second guesses just to break it down and leave you searching for a God. And, and I so, love break it down. Break it, yeah, break it down because it breaks, breaks it down. down. Totally and then, intentional. And then searching for a God. And searching for a God. Great yeah. thing to scream on a metal song. And then, uh, but then the retort comes from the people, uh, hey, their time is running out as the second's counting down. Don't let this get the best of you. And then it says, uh, break the silence out loud, which actually breaks the silence of the song. It stops. And then the vocal comes in and says, break the silence out loud. Tear down the fences, sound the sirens of change that sends a message to all, wake up, wake up. It's time to break this down. You tell me we're out there losing ground, but I know I'll never let this be the end. And then that's where it's... So it's, it's always this, like, retort. And then uh, going into back wrong horse. Um, it's, 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 it's a very, it's a very similar, uh, fall. You're right in the line. Pretend it's coming due. Left it all inside. Resend the signal through all repeating promises. You lied. We'll settle this with fire. Burn this mother down. Set it all ablaze. And then reset what you've learned. Remnants of the system was really both a call from me exiting the church system as well as needing to reset the current political climate and and all that shit. And so at the end of that, the breaking, the, the remnants of the system with, with stuff chopping and cutting, I actually felt it was better translated. I use this effect called a helicopter, which is just essentially a tremolo, but it's a plug-in. And I put it on the, the main bus so it could chop everything. And when I had put it mono, it actually did a better job of getting the syncopate, the syncopation that I wanted, but I felt like it didn't, uh, I felt like I needed to do it stereo. And so I put it stereo because the track is stereo, but it actually wasn't as dramatic as I wanted on the album. But I wanted that effect of it's falling apart. And then we do this stupid jazzy thing that, (laughs) but here's the thing lyrically though, what we were saying is I want to reset what I've learned and in all like all the remnants of the system in my head, I want to reset what I've learned. And so the whole thing is, is the metal was chopping up and breaking down and to reset what you've learned. Well, what's the what what could we do that's completely dramatically different? Some stupid jazzy thing. So the music of that kind of like jazzy whatever was resetting what we've learned, completely abandoning that. So there's all those like things that were absolutely highly intentional that like you're just never gonna get. That's interesting. I actually interpret the jazz differently. At oh, the really? End. I interpret that as we're having, uh, you know, such this struggle here about uh, resetting and the fragmentation, and everything is getting ripped up. And then at the very end, we hear, you know, uh, imperialism marches on, capitalism is marching on. We didn't. Oh. Uh, Oh no! Win. It was it was the it was the retort like nope we we we're fucking gonna do this. So We've, in your mind it was like we did reset. We reset. And it's, here's this weird it's, shit. It's just it's <laughs> the people that are fighting the man. Will, we'll yeah, figure exactly. it out later. We'll but figure here it, it is later, now. But fuck this. We're doing things totally different. Yeah, that, that's kind of what the intention was. Um, all right, we know what you came for. I remember you not really wanting to play this song anymore. Still don't, God. brother. Yeah, I I remember. I, what was your beef with it? <laughs> um. Little two it's just, radio. It's just, I think it's just in a camp with like shook up. I'd say like yeah. it's a good rock and roll song. Yeah, but and I, I'm not a rock and roll guy. I thought it. I thought I liked it. It was catchy, but the the lyrics of it made that the joke. 
Like, but, we know what you came for. But yeah, yeah like we know what you came for. So that's <laughs> exactly rock. what this that's is. Exactly but we're also was. making fun of that at the same time. It's like smells. But like also, concept. and I yeah. felt this this it airs a little bit of arrogance and ambitious type of like. But I I also did feel you're here to see us because we know what we got going on, and that's what you fucking came for. Like, it's, like I know, I know it it's never, how it sounds. It was never meant for I that. I know, but I did feel that way. Like, <laughs> yeah. deep like, down, there were some people. Yeah, I know, and I know how it sounds, but it really like energized me to like, we are doing something fucking cool. Right? You, me, everybody, <laughs> you, we know what you came for, and we're doing that because we're like taking a piss and we're having fun and we're like pretending to be the this arrogant whatever because it totally wasn't. It, I, I agree with Kyle. It. it it is a bit of a departure. It's still in the same wheelhouse, but I was just like that. There's some swagger to it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's it, it was the it, vibe it, of the song kind I of. Like the, like, I love yeah. the end, but the rock, yeah, the rock part of it is is it's beneath the canopy lights. They wait in line with the crowd. Bright lights and smoke machines just carry on. It's all the same to me. Put your hands up and sing along. Don't think about what's right or wrong. Now hypnotized, give me your hand. I'll leave a mark on you, my friend. It was all like we know what you came for. You're you're in that kind of whatever now, state. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. First time I ever heard the lyrics. Okay. It was just not. <laughs> but see, it, that was all part of like, we know what you came for is this snappy rock tune, and there, it's like a brainwashing <laughs> hypnosis. But dude, when it, uh, um, uh, when it goes to um, can't tell me how to sleep at night, I've never felt better off. Yeah. I'll bury the bass, bodies inside. Bass part's so you good. won't find me slowing down till I reach the highest heights. You'll never, you'll never cut the curtains out when it hits that. It's the cut the curtain, and it's just yeah. it starts chunking. I'll find you. I'll hang you upside down. And you do that, Tyler. You do that like being and you go. You oh, don't right. go down like chromatically, oh, yeah, and I'll good. hang you upside down, and then it just freaking dude. Come on, yeah, like I love yeah. that. that. Well, that's live. what I'm saying. Yeah, I was I like, this is cool, that. right? Uh, like this is and awesome. Then, and then it, I it love went that, back but Brandon, yeah. I don't love flams. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't love snare flams. All right, <laughs> All right. this is gonna go on forever. What's All right. a, uh, sorry? Uh, yeah. What's a flam? Okay. Yeah. Just oh hit, yeah. Hit yeah. It's two of them, slightly offset. I love me some flams. Uh, Preach it, brother. Probably my favorite tune to play live, and I already actually broke down this song a little bit in a previous podcast and some of the riffs I stole for it. But it, uh, I love playing Preach It, brother, dude. That thing cooked. I love it. I love it as well. And I have a little memory from the the woo thing. We 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 were gonna do that in uh, Dun 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 Part Three when we were practicing in the practice space, and we switched it to that. And get this, and I I'm not. We've already talked about the versus me. They were Syriana back in the yeah. day or whatever, but they were downstairs. They were practicing at the same time. Like, like we were playing and they were playing too. So when they stopped playing, they would hear us and vice versa. But it was just funny because we were like messing around with this whoo idea. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was totally not Ric Flair inspired. It was just, it'd be, you know, it'd be <laughs> fun. It's like we're all just like, woo. Yeah. And the, um, anyway. We hit that. I loved that idea, but I remember it was almost like this weird back and forth because then they started doing it downstairs. Like, I don't know if they were just like, they're like kind of making fun of us a little bit or they were just kind of like, that's kind of fun. We want to try it too. But there, it was this, I don't know. I don't know anything more about it. Than, I never talked to them about that, but it was just kind of like, what are you, you guys, you guys making fun of us? I what got a little anxiety. Up, uh... like, Hit up Movies 10 and we can ask about say, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's still there. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, he? in the off season. Um, from touring of hair, his pretty like oh. his pretty. <laughs> oh, snap. I'm I love sure. those guys. I'm not firing shots. I'm, I'm I'm saying like they, it seems like they're doing stuff. Like, yeah, they're, they're still making awesome it, music videos yeah. and like, I think they're paying a lot of money. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't say I, that's awesome not, music videos, but it's just because I know no one listens to awesome this. Awesome quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if 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 I knew someone listened to that, I wouldn't disparage anyone. But yeah, no, it's high quality shit. Yeah, I think they're they, just paying a lot of money. Yeah, and they're like, well they have produced. access to stuff. Oh yeah, that we don't, and like we could have well, made. Well, I don't cool want to go down video. that. I don't yeah. want to go down that road. But I, they're they're doing. They're still doing stuff. Yeah, you know, and they they seem to be successful and enjoying it. You know, or, yeah, I don't that's know. the way or, I feel or about bleeding it now. money. Yeah, but we don't know. Possibly good dudes. But that was an that was a fun. That was just kind of a fun thing I remember from. Dude, I I, I went to that basement. practice <laughs> space. Yeah. to hang out with I think a few different bands, but like. Yeah, I just thought it was really cool how y'all had that, like, it was so sketchy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, like, the fucking sketchiest building and, yeah. like, the, the, the A whole, lot of great like, memories. Parties though. and... Yeah, what you guys had dude. worked out, too. I never went for your band, but I think, like, Sorelia Divide, I was there for a couple yeah, of their practices. Ludog, Ludog practice. Ludog, Ludog practice. But yeah. I remember, like, sometimes a band would show up and, like, want to practice. And, yeah. like, another band was already there and they had, like, worked You'd it out. Like, well, we like, smoke this joint first and then you guys can start <laughs> yeah. jamming, dude. Yeah. It was so sketchy. Um, all right. Uh, Street Glide Kenny. Awesome. Dude. So, Street Glide Kenny, for those that don't know, awesome. was a, Kenny. a guy that... Uh, uh, would rent motorcycles from Dude, the dealership is, this all is the time. so metal right here. He yeah. would rent motorcycles so all metal. the time because he couldn't get a loan to <laughs> buy a motorcycle because so he owed so much in child support <laughs> that he would come in and he would pay more per month to rent a bike yeah. than he would to buy one. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And so it was like off the grid money. And so street glide Kenny was just a thing. And that is the only reason. To live that street glide dream. It's, it's, it's like, just, you know, living life in the fast lane, the baby. street glide kind of. The street glide is the most popular Harley right. Davidson motorcycle pretty much ever made. So to it a is, hipster motorcycle person, it's kind of like, really, that one? No. Well, no? yeah, it, okay. it is. Right. Well, I thought that was part of it, too. Hipsters where like, aren't really in So you're the, going through all of that? Like he's paying all this, this for a street glide. No, yeah, no, no. Right? It's just like, the most no? common okay. bro dude motorcycle. I could see, I could yeah. see like a hipster going that route. Um, Totally. But yeah. like, and I'm sure that exist you would culture, vibe think. this, but I love, I love uh, in the Harley community, there's obviously like in, in, in an abundance of douchiness, right? But there also is an abundance of, Boom. Pe- of, wow. of, of, take a look <laughs> inward, Brandon. Um, <laughs> but, but there's also <laughs> yeah. an abundance of people who have this, like, I just find it very charming who like, dude, think that Harley Davidson's are like the fucking coolest thing. And they're like, mm-hmm. and so like to think of someone that has this like, oh man, I'm gonna have I to just, rent it. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, to think of someone needing to rent a street climb because they Can't love it that it. much, dude. Gonna that dude was probably fucking knees in the breeze, brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, go knees ahead. in the breeze. I think uh, that had a that was one of the songs that had a super awesome middle. Dude, Jam. it was like hair metal. Like hair. Yeah, dude. That was, that was. I have the uh, 1 minute that. 27, the, the 80s hair. Like. It's great, man. Yeah! Oh, my yeah. God. Here's a, here's a good memory about that. Yeah. We're on our way. Yeah. Right? You hit stop on recording and turned around and looked at the group of us and said, 
who's doing that? And it was, <laughs> and it was me and Andy, because there was like eight people in here sharing a mic with this close to each other. And uh, it was it was the we're on our way part. And everyone and everyone's saying, We're on our way, but me and Andy were going, We're on our way. Yeah. And like really <laughs> And we were like locking eyes oh and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> we're on our way. Oh, dude. And then you notice and you stop. Who's doing like, you're on our way? way. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, my bad. Yeah. My bad. We were doing it. We thought, we thought that was it. the vibe in here. Oh, man, dude. That we were doing like extra rock and roll on that. Dude, we if you like, just it, do it normal. If please. you're going to have the song be called Street Glide Kenny, you have to have an 80s hair metal biker part, dude. And that was so it. We God, I love that. World. Freaking love that. <laughs> but then there was also that little peppering of that fun little lead. Yeah, at the end. That song that song went like every everywhere. Dude, that song all has so many directions. cool parts. Yeah. 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 That also had at three at three the eye so fucking so brutal. That's one of my favorite parts of the whole album. The look me in the eye. That's what I used on the like album release promo. You did. That's from fucking. I wanted to say that is dude. And it's so brutal. I was so I was so proud of myself when I was recording that on top like the computer's on top of the piano at my house at County A. I have a I have like a very specific memory. Zach was engineering for me and I was playing it. And I remember both lines. I doubled the guitar lines for that. The and I just nailed it the first time from there to the rest of the song. Yeah, both just times. go through. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> and that's like the last In part the is full chords. Yeah. <laughs> it is great. All up and down the fretboard. And I was just like, Every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, I nailed that. I nailed that the first time, both times. And that's, I mean, that's maybe for some people that's pretty common, but yeah, uh, I was just like, yeah, dude, it, it, I'm really uh, proud of that. I, I love, I loved, uh, the the vibe of just screaming look me in the eye it's one of those things that you won't it is yeah it's fun to scream yeah, that in a, a metal song you know that's one of those give me the give me the cliches all day baby um hey so it's 8:30 i don't think yeah. we're going to be able to finish this album um, Pro- yeah cuz i got i got to get home myself yeah um i, d- I do want to say one anecdote about this before we do any sort of wrap up but it's songs like this um Brandon and I often use Chevelle as an example. We both like Chevelle, but Chevelle has kind of like a like a formula. You know what I mean? To like every song, they don't like veer from that. I think Shaggy obviously is all about veering from like whatever formula you would have. And I think songs like Street Glide Kinney for all the your different um, parts, like for the drums and like the guitars and stuff, it's great because it just gives like the album more body. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel. Um, there's been plenty of heavy bands that I've heard try to do things that's like, oh, this is kind of cute, right? Like, Between the Buried and Me is, like, one of the main bands that, like, does a really good job at, like, they, like, perfected, you know what I mean? Like, being really fucking kind of, like, wild and zany and then coming back and being, like, super metal and stuff. But I just feel like, even though you guys don't take yourself too seriously, uh, you still have to really, like, you have to nail it or else it's just, like, even if it's funny and like quirky, it's like, yeah, that's kind of lame though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there is a, a real, um, I don't know. You just pull it off. Uh, and this song is a testament to that. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Dude, Thanks, brother. I, Street I, I think, shout out. Does this give us an excuse to do session number two? 
Yeah, I'm done I with think that. So. Are you cool with that, Kyle? Because yeah. there's so much more I want to yeah, talk I, about. I have so many memories. I can't, I can't like go another two hours, and I think we actually could. Yeah. Right. So why don't we do... Why don't we actually do session two? This is going to be like a five-part episode. I'll have to do like a special Thursday night show. This might be one I might listen ongoing. to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to um, fart so much in my car. It, yeah. when, like, I let one Kate slipped out a while ago. You might have heard I that. Heard. Dude, I didn't that wanna, was I didn't, not on purpose. <laughs> I didn't want to call you out. I, we, we didn't call you out, but that was even made it yeah, even Tyler worse. I was talking and I yeah. thought he went. Oh, I, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. I'm like, I lost my train of thought, uh, but great. I'll just keep moving. Yeah. That was just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so like, yeah. I, I think we should do session number two. And then, because after we kind of go through the songs too, it would be nice to do like just a little bit of a wrap up. But uh, Kyle, it's good to see you, man. Yeah. It's been years. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Dude. It's good it's to been see years. all you guys. So we'll, we'll do this uh, maybe in a couple few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I can probably. Weekends make that are good happen. for me. I mean, yeah. generally. Yeah. I'd like that. Excellent. Um, go take care of those farts, Kyle. <laughs>